Dads. Hello. Welcome to Dad Talks, where you get to sit and listen to two dads talk. With me, as always, is my co-dad in crime, Joe Lopez. Joe, what are you drinking Hi. tonight? Tonight I have Shorts Brewing Nitro, Fu- Nitro Furry Buddy. I almost said Nitro Fury Buddy. Either one. There's a bear on the cover. So There is. It's a, it's a Nitro Light Stout. How is it? It tastes like a watered-down stout. Interesting. I think... Yeah. I think maybe I've tried it before. I'm trying to like go through. I feel like I I've think had I it. had one the last time we hung out when we played D and D. I think I had one. Of I think I tried it when you when you opened it. Yeah, I'm gonna the, be honest. Uh, we I bears are my favorite animal. It's okay. very easy actually. Right now, I have a bear in my shirt. Look at that. I know it. Look how easy that was. I, <laughs> I'm all like bear marketing. If you put a bear in the cover. I'm going to do it. You're all in? I'm going to eat it. I'm going to drink it. Whatever it is, give it to me. That's Uh, great. So, how is it? uh, Give me a rundown of like. It's pretty good. It's, uh, like I said, it's Mm stout-ish. So, you get a little bit of that stoutiness, that little bit of nuttiness, a little bit of that like smokiness that you get from the stout. Um, It's nitro, so you get a little bit of that like creamy like mouthfeel. Big fan of nitro. Yeah. Like. Quality. I think if you know me, you know I could drink Guinness until... I die, right? Like, mm-hmm. and part of it is just the nitro of it, like the smoothness, yeah. the 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 good mouthfeel. Like, I think totally. that's probably the first time I've used mouthfeel, and it makes sense. But like that good mouthfeel of it, nitro cold brew, hit me up. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, all in. So this this logo is kind of retro. It's got like the orange, yellow, oh yeah, kind of style vibe to it. But the tagline is soft, fluffy. And perpetually snugglerific. Does it taste like what you'd imagine a baby bear that snuggles you feels like? Kind of, yeah. I would say a baby bear tastes like a stout, or a stout tastes like a baby bear. I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's good. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I like that yeah. a lot. What, what do you got? All right. I'm still drinking through my New Holland variety pack. So we got another New pack. Holland today. It is a great pack. Today's the, white, the functional white ale. Okay. It's very good. It is very good. Um, I'm a big fan of craft breweries making regular beer. Yeah. Big fan of it. Um, I actually, so my mother-in-law came over, uh, my mother and father-in-law came over for dinner last night. I made spaghetti and meatballs. I crushed okay. it. I crushed it. My grandma's <laughs> recipe crushed it. I, they are Miller Lite drinkers through and through. Like, that's what they drink. They drink Miller Lite. I gave okay. my mother-in-law my last Golden Sands, like the regular lager. She loved it. Mm-hmm. She thought it was great. Nice. Uh, my father-in-law had the Tangerine Space Machine. Not yeah. as in love with it. You know, it was a good beer. Okay. He drank it. Not as in love with it because, like, that's very different from a light beer. But, like, yeah, Golden Sands, uh, Founders has Solid Gold. Bells has one, what's that called? The regular um, lager. You know what I'm talking about. Bells. Uh... I don't remember what it's called. I know it. Shorts is local, local light. That's their regular. Right. Um, though I'm a big fan of those. Big fan yeah. of those. Um, now, the argument is to be made. Is it worth buying a craft beer, you know, or just a regular beer? Or is it worth just buying like the cheap Miller Lite, Bud Light, Budweiser, whatever it right. might be? So 
I understand the argument. I get it. I like the beer. I like it a lot. If I'm going to a brewery and I feel, uh, one of, I would put in my top five beers of all time. Griffin claw brewery around us makes a Mexican lager called El Ligero and it's infused okay. with lime, but it's just a lager with lime, like a light lager with lime. Right. I could drink 18 of those. I won't feel my face after, but I'm telling you, <laughs> mm, that's so good. So good. Mm. Um, yeah, big fan. I think that uh, I think breweries making basic lagers is solid choice, and I I love it. You do need those cheap beers every once in a while, but Agreed. I love a good. I throw in my rotation beer. what I'll call a dad beer. Like I'll drink six yeah. packs of like in like this this mix pack once I'm done with it, and I have some. Um, what I'll talk about next week on Dad Talks, I'll grab one of those. I have a shorts beer that's like a coffee light beer. Very good. I'll talk about that next week. But after I'm done with that and I've drank through all my craft beer in the fridge, I'll switch it up and get mm-hmm. like, I don't know, PBR, right? And just do a 12-pack yeah. PBR. And just, it's almost like a palate cleanser, right? Then you jump right in. We're getting close to fall. By the time I drink through my 12-pack PBR, it'll mm-hmm. be time for fall beers. Can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be great. They're coming. The best season of the year is coming around. Beer. Sure is. Weather. Sports. Pumpkin spice lattes. Lattes. Beer. Pumpkin spice candles. Pumpkin spice waffles. Pumpkin spice bread. You ever think that we're basic white women? Hell yeah. And I'm here for it. You give me a sweater. I love it. And a good blanket. Joe. All right. I know we're taking up more than our allotted time for drinks uh, on this dad talk, but I have to tell you. Okay. We found a Halloween decoration. You did? We might might get it. It's still a little bit on the expensive side, but... Is it the 12-foot tall skeleton? It's a flying Dementor that lights up. Really? The mouth lights up like it's sucking the souls. Yeah. It's a flying Dementor. That's awesome. We don't have a great place to hang it. Like, there's not, a, like, a tree... Like, you have that big tree in your front yard. You could hang yeah. it from there. It would be perfect, right? We don't necessarily have that, so I have to think through the logistics of how I would. We we obviously haven't bought it because I don't know how it would work. But right, you know we're Christmas people. You're a Halloween person. We're Christmas people. Yeah, Christmas decorations are our big focus. We want to dabble in one or two like big Halloween things. Doesn't have okay. to be. Doesn't have to be over the top. Doesn't have to be the whole house like you guys have your your spider webs and everything like that. Yeah, it doesn't have to be over the top. But we do want to dabble in one or two Halloween decorations. And to do that, I think this is the right path. It it's, it's our style, right? It's a Dementor. It's Harry Potter. It's yeah. our style. I think this is the right thing to dip our toes in. I think I think you could do a Harry Potter Halloween. Maybe make it look like. The graveyard from Goblet of Fire. Yep. Throw yep. Tom Riddle's grave up there. Maybe get like a. We know it'd be sweet. You know those projections you can put in the house. Yeah. The troll from the first Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Walking by with his club. That I could get down on that. It seems like you have your Halloween planned out, and I love it. Now, when it comes Christmas time, and we get to the Christmas episodes. Joe, I'm drawing a diagram, Christmas vacation style, <laughs> drawing a diagram in my house on where I'm going to put Christmas lights. I can't wait. I'm so excited. That's perfect. Last perfect. Year, I can't wait to get to those episodes. Last year was so lame because like we had COVID during Christmas and on top yeah. of that, COVID like was all around us. It was crazy here. 
it was just didn't feel like Christmas this year. I'm doing it. I'm 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 going in. Perfect. It's gonna be great. I'm excited to hear about it. Can't wait. All right, let's get to what this episode is actually about. And here's the fun thing. I have no clue what we're going to no talk idea. about, dude. I, you have refused to tell me what we're actually going to talk about today. So everything you hear is going to be a live reaction of me just soaking in the knowledge that Joe's about to lay on me. And yes. I can't wait. <laughs> soaking it up. And uh, I didn't tell you because I thought you would veto it. So <laughs> are good, you ready? Good thing this is our second episode. Exactly. Are you ready? Hit me. I'm in. We are going. I'm going to tell you the history of Michigan's cure all, Verners. Joe, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Let me say it again. I love it. I, Verners is probably my number one soft drink of all time. I, it's so good. It is so good. My grandpa had to keep a full 12 pack of Verner's in the house at all time. If yeah. The, if the, if you took, he would fill his basement fridge with it, right? With the 12 pack. If you took mm-hmm. two to three, he'd go to the store the next day and buy another 12 pack and refill the fridge. He really? had to have it. It, it is like, you know, you have those kid memories those childhood memories that take you to a yeah. place. I would walk into my grandparents' house. They lived in uh, Gaylord, Michigan. I'd walk into their house, say hi, give hugs and kisses, walk straight to the basement and open a Verner's. Every time. Uh, Every time. I did it. Oh, good. The last time I was up there was Thanksgiving. I did it at Thanksgiving. I'm an almost 30-year-old man. (laughs) I walked in, gave hugs and kisses, walked directly downstairs and grabbed a Verner's. I can't uh, wait. Hit me. Give it all to me. Give it all. Okay, so Verner's is the oldest surviving ginger soda sold in the United States, first off. Really? Right it's older than that. Canada Dry? Older than Canada Dry. Wow. Canada's Canadian. Well, Come on now. Yes, but they're sold in the U.S. They are. Um, so the, uh, the creator of Verner's is James Verner. That uh, makes sense. And he was a Detroit pharmacist. So oh, now here's back when where, soda was medicine, right? Right. Here's where the the story gets a little shaky because huh? this is his story that turned out not to be true. Um, he says at the start of the Civil War, 1862, I believe. That was a yeah. long ass time ago. So Verner's dates back to 1866. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so in 1862, James Verner... I'm reading straight from Wikipedia. So Please do. James Verner experimented with flavors in an attempt to duplicate a popular ginger ale imported from Dublin. He was then called to serve in the war, but he stored a syrup uh, that was, had 19 ingredients, including ginger, vanilla, and other flavorings, in an oaken case. He Ooh. joined the 4th Michigan Cavalry in 1862 uh, as a hospital steward and then became a second lieutenant in 1864. In 1865, he was discharged. And after returning from battle in 1866, he opened up the keg and found that the drink had been changed by the aging process in wood. And it had, as he said, it was like nothing else he had ever tasted. And he reportedly declared it deliciously different. Which oh remains god. the drink's motto to this day. Oh my god! So 
that's not exactly true. Okay. Um, that's sad. He did that's a age great for, tall tale. I know. It's very, very good. Um, he did age it for four years. Um, but we they think that this happened after the war, not like before. Oh, okay, the war. okay. But a de- he did go to war, um, and he probably dabbled with it before the war, but then came back and was like, "Hey, I need to really mm-hmm. hone this thing in." Maybe he got the idea when he was gone, like, "Hey, what if I had left the keg while I was gone? Right. Like, what would that do?" Also, exactly, bourbon is aged in oak cask barrels, so it would mm-hmm. make sense that, and I mean, bourbon's been around literally forever. So it would make sense to have that idea of like, hey, what if I aged it in a barrel? What would that do? Right, exactly. So, so he makes this uh, this syrup basically, and he starts selling it in his pharmacy in his drugstore on Woodward Ave, um, on Woodward in the southwest corner of Clifford Street. Ooh. Uh, he then began like selling it to other stores and franchises it across Detroit. Um, and then in 1896, he said, you know what? I'm done with the drugstore business. I am going to do only Verner's. I'm a, I'm a pop man now. I'm a pop man. Screw giving people medicine. I'm done with it. I'm a pop man now. Exactly. So in 1896, he closes his drugstore and opens a soda fountain closer to the city center on Woodward Ave, south of Jeffrey, Jefferson Avenue, mm-hmm. uh, near the ferry docks. Is that still there? It, okay, it's not. Oh, and I'll get into the history of the actual business as well. Okay, I was gonna so, say that'd be a fantastic field trip for right? all of us to go on. Um, and for those of you that don't know, we're talking a lot about Verner's, but we haven't said what it is. It's a ginger ale. Yep. And in Michigan, it is literally the cure all. You got a stomach ache, drink some Verner's. Headache, Verner's. Cold, Verner's. Broken arm, here have some Verner's. It is. Like, if you've ever seen my Big Fat Greek Wedding and he talks about Windex, it's Michigan's Windex. It is, like, anything, literally anything you have. I worked, so I was working downtown at the Rensen, and I had one of our mm-hmm. account executives come up to me and say, hey, you ever tried warm Verners? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, it is what my grandma gave me when I didn't yeah. feel good. She would heat up Verners. It's a, it's a ginger ale. It's a cold soft yeah. drink. She would heat it up. And that she would give it to, and he's like, "That's what I had, warm Verners." I was like, "No, I've never had that. That sounds fantastic." Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about memories, and a lot of people say, "Oh, I remember being homesick watching Wheel of Fort, not Wheel of Fortune, uh, Price is Right, Price is sitting right. on the couch." Mm-hmm. In Michigan, it was the same thing, but you always had a bottles of Verners next always. to you. Your stomach hurt, always. Verners. That is exactly the number one thing. I and I hope every person from Michigan is hearing this and saying, "Like, yep, one hundred percent," because. Oh, you don't feel good? I'll go get you a bottle of Verner's. Because that's yep. what makes you feel better. It does. So so it, it was created by a pharmacist, which makes sense. Um, so the fountains, now I'm coming back to this history. Okay. The early Verner soda fountains featured an ornate plaster lighting and ironwork featuring a V design, which still exists um, in certain places. The Halo Burger in Flint, Michigan has this original design on oh, there. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. So, uh, in 1927, James Verner died, and his son took over the company. Also named um, James Verner, I'm assuming. Uh, exactly, James Verner Jr. Yep. And he began expanding this throughout Prohibition. Um, so, just prior to World War II, Verner's built a 230,000-square-foot bottling plant and headquarters 
uh, that encompass an entire city block on Woodward Ave. What? <laughs> Just on Woodward? Yeah. It was a whole block of Woodward yeah. was the bottling factory? Yeah. So in the late 1950s, Detroit pr- proposed construction of Kobo, the Kobo Hall. Yep, yep. And other riverfront projects, and a land swap was negotiated, and Verners moved its bottling plant and headquarters to the location of the old Civic Exhibition Hall at 4501 Woodward Ave, incorporating many of the popular features of the old plant. Um, so tours of the Verners plant were a huge tourist attraction at that time. And then... Um, It'd be a huge 19- tourist attraction now. I can't believe right? that. Right? Wouldn't it be amazing? Uh... In 1962, Verner's comes out with one calorie Verner's. It was called Verner's One Calorie, which <laughs> diet, is now called Diet Verner's. Diet Verner's. Yep. Um, so here's a fun, fun fact. Verner's uh, was originally sold with an apostrophe, but in 1959, the apostrophe is dropped. So like Verner's S apostrophe, like it's Verner's ginger right. ale basically, right? Huh. Now it's everybody's ginger ale. It's it's the world's ginger ale, man. It is. So now here's where the sellout happens. Oh no. I I mean I, you have to know it's coming, right? Like you have it to know can't it's be coming. that good for that long. In 1966, the Werner family sold out to the first of a succession of owners. Uh the first company to buy it was United Brands, uh which was a Detroit bottling plant. Or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The, that, at that point, the bottling plant, the Verner's bottling plant, was shut down in 1985. Oh, just like shut down? Like health reasons, I'm assuming, or something like no, that? No, I, I, United Brands just said, nope, we're not making it anymore. We're going to sell the bottling rights to Pepsi. Ugh. And Pepsi began bottling Verner's. Ugh, corporate sellouts. Right? After that, the Woodward plant overall was demolished. No. I, yeah. That honestly, I'm gonna come out and say, as a history buff, as someone who likes history, mm-hmm. and also loves Verner's, that breaks my heart. Cause I know like the yeah. Fago plants there. It's you can go see the Fago bottling plant, but to right. see the original Verner's bottling plant would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gone. Um. And then in 1987, Verner's gets purchased by A&W, okay. which I like A&W. I was going to say, root beer, I got no not. qualms about A&W. They're pretty good. Yeah. But then right after that, it gets purchased by Cadbury Schweppes. Wait, I'm sorry. You just blew my mind because you're telling me that Cadbury, like the Cadbury eggs, is a part of the Schweppes ginger ale <laughs> like <laughs> brand family. And that yeah. is mind-blowing. So you work, I don't know how closely you work in merchandising. You know, you work kind of in data analytics and marketing and all that. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I I, I do the analytics behind merchandising. I have a pretty good understanding of it, right? So I work, again, for a pet industry and like four companies own every dog food that you'll ever know. And it's like Smucker's, uh, what else is there? A couple others, but like. Is Blue Buffalo really only owned by Blue Buffalo? You can tell us right now. Wow. I think that they are. But yeah, there's like Smuckers. There's, I don't know, a couple others that are owned by like jelly companies. Uh, (laughs) They're just like, yeah, we're going to make dog food one day. 
It'll exactly. be honest. That's oh, the, Nestle. That's the least shocking thing I know about dog food because remember Rachel Ray, the old food uh, network like yeah. star? She makes yeah. a, a line of dog food now. She does. Like, what are you doing? By somebody else. What are you doing? Why are you, what? You couldn't make it making human foods. So you're going into dog right? food. Like, what's going exactly. on? Exactly. Exactly. So, it gets bought by Cadbury Schweppes. It then gets sold again. Oh my god. Um, by Keurig, Dr Pepper. No. Another <laughs> mind blowing thing that Keurig and Dr Pepper are the same company at this time. That is unbelievable. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. So they still own it. They still own Verner's now, and it's bottled here in Michigan. Okay. Um, in Holland at the Keurig Dr Pepper bottling plant. Interesting. Also, add yeah. it add it to our Holland trip. Yeah, go check it out. Um, so we're gonna move on a little bit more. That's kind of the history we've talked about. You know where it came from. For sure. The flavor of Verner's. Uh, and and this Wikipedia article has a article on the flavors my favorite um what i think sets verner's apart is it's sweet yeah you'll find other ginger ales that are very dry or spicy almost it is not dry it actually quenches your thirst that to me is the difference like when you're on an airplane and they're like hey we have schweppes and canada dry and you're like either one's gonna make me more thirsty than what Mm -hmm. i am currently right yeah and verner's is not like that it's thirst quenching it's sweet it has that I mean, for me, it's the vanilla flavor. I think the vanilla right. is what sets it over the top for me. Totally. So in this one, it says, Werner's is a sweet golden ginger ale because it is very golden. Mm-hmm. It is like caramel golden. Gold. Um, that has a robust flavor. This style of ginger ale was common before Prohibition, but then after, almost all the ginger ale switched to that dry, pale ginger because they could use it as drink mixers. Oh... Oh, that yeah. makes complete sense. Because like whiskey, yeah. whiskey gingers are huge. I mean, that's I mean. Oh yeah. If you're gonna mix whiskey with a drink, it's ginger ale, right? Like, yep. That makes complete sense. Yeah. So the the caramel in the bourbon and the whiskey offsets with the dryness of the ginger ale, but Verner right. just skipped that. They just said no. Yep. And I'm not sure if it being aged in barrels has anything to do with sure. that as well, which I'm sure it does. It has to be, right? Like, the, that's where the caramel of the bourbon comes from, too, is, like, the, yeah. the barrel. Because, like, the darker the bourbon means the smokier the barrel it was aged yeah. in. And I wonder if that there's some connection there with Verner's, too, of, like, it's a fairly smoky barrel that they aged the syrup in. Yeah, definitely. So, Verner's is still aged in barrels. Um, it's aged for three years, though, instead of four. They're cheaping out on us, Joe. Right. And there is uh, a little bit of controversy that the flavor isn't as good as it used to be. They're, they're not aging it for four years. That's they're not the aging. thing. Some people think high fructose corn syrup. Uh, that too. You know what yeah. they should bring back? Just put the cocaine back in it. That's it. In everything. Just put the cocaine back in the drinks. It'll taste just as good as it used to. Yeah. And, and in this piece, it says right here, Verner's is highly carbonated. Some people drink it hot. As a remedy for stomach aches. That's insane. I've never had yeah, it I'm, hot. Me neither. I, I feel like I we think need... I've had it room temperature. Sure. And it's a bit more bubbly. Mm-hmm. I think what we need to do, like you make hot apple cider, I feel like we need to make hot ginger ale, hot burners, and just see, and we'll do a taste test. That'll be a dad talk down the road. We'll do a, a hot right. burners taste test. Yeah. So, burners, you know, it's here in Michigan. Um, 
you can also find it in Ontario, Canada, back back when. Um, but now I think it's sold nationwide. Um, apparently, it's popular in Florida. We'll have to ask Florian that. That you, I don't know. Do you know why it's popular in Florida? Because it says right here, which has large numbers of retired or relocated former Michigan residents. That is 100% the reason. That is 100% the reason. All the snowbirds that retired to Florida are like, I'll go to Florida, but you know what I'm not leaving? I'm not leaving my fucking burners. Not taking that burners. Not doing it. I'm not sacrificing my burners. I'm bringing it with me, and you can't tell me no. Yeah, I'm taking this whole case with me. Oh, I love um, that. I absolutely love that. That's my favorite. Yeah, so Werner's has this gnome mascot as well, and nobody really knows where it came from, but this mascot's there, and I don't know if they still have the gnome mascot or not. They do. They, they don't tell okay. you where it came from. That's, like, my biggest mystery is, like, I... Now, then again, where do any mascots really come from, right? Like, right. if it's not in the name, where does it really come from? But still. Exactly. Why a gnome? Yeah, there's, there's theories on here about where it came from. Um... The Dr. Pepper Company insists that the name of the gnome has always been Woody Lawrence, Woody, comma, Lawrence L. Roke, comma, Werner's historian. Oh, <laughs> that's a weirded sentence. I was going to say, what? that doesn't make any sense at all. Whoever wrote this article really did not understand where commas go. There's a lot of... <laughs> Take him back to Oxford comma school, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but apparently, Dr. Pepper insists that the name is Woody. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so there's a gnome nobody really understands, which leads to a lot of folklore about where this gnome came from. Um, Nothing like a good and, gnome conspiracy theory. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it all out on the line. That gets me up in the morning. A gnome conspiracy yeah, theory. Gets a gnome me out of bed. conspiracy theory. So I'm gonna leave you with three things. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Verner's is used as an ingredient for cooking. Um, which I've never cooked with Verner's. I've never but, cooked with Verner's either. I feel like I have to uh, now. Right. Aretha Franklin uh, has said that it's, it's amazing uh, glaze for salmon. I mean, if Aretha but, says it, it's, it's gospel. I know. Christ, so. Christmas ham. Christmas ham. So Even better. Aretha has been famous in the city for demonstrating a recipe at church for Christmas ham. Okay, um, hold on. And then they talk I'm gonna, about I'm going to pause you right there. There is nothing more Detroit in the entire world than Aretha Franklin using Verner's to cook a Dearborn ham. Nothing more oh, Detroit in the world yeah. than it's that definitely right Dearborn there. ham. Aretha Franklin using Verner's to cook a, Det- a Dearborn totally. ham. That's it. That's Detroit in a nutshell. Definitely. Um, the second thing. Uh, have you ever been to Cafe de Mungo? No. Where okay, we'll have to we'll have to do an episode on Cafe de Mungo because okay. the uh de Mungo family is huge in Detroit and okay. it has to deal with um like the gangsters of Detroit and it goes back and back. But I'm not sure where in Detroit it's at, but it's called a speakeasy, but it's a really small place. Right. Um, I miss a lot of Detroit, Detroit history because I grew up in Kalamazoo on the on the west side right. of the state, right? And it's more Chicago people than it is Detroit people. So I've yeah. missed out on a lot of that. And, I, and it's what I haven't gotten since I moved to Detroit. So I, I, yeah. that would be awesome. There's a lot of Detroit goodness out there. But they make a drink called a Detroit Brown, which is Verner's made with crown or mixed with Crown Royal and bitters. And that just sounds so good. Joe, witness me right now. Here's my notepad. When you, we get together, I have a bourbon that would be perfect for that. 
I will give Man. us. Let's. Uh, that's a Detroit Brown is what it's called, right? Yep. Detroit Brown. I'm making it. Yep. Kevin, I know you're going to listen to this podcast. When we get together next time, we're all having Detroit Browns. Let's do it. And then the last thing is, and my favorite thing with the Verners, have you ever had a Boston cooler? I have. I've had a Boston cooler before. I love Boston coolers. Little ice, they are little ice cream, little ginger ale, crushing it. My favorite ice cream meal is a Boston cooler. And again, like Jared said, it is basically a Verners float. You put mm-hmm. Verners in with ice cream. And do you know where the name Boston cooler comes from? No. Not from Boston, Massachusetts. What? Uh, yeah. So it's actually, it was invented on Boston Boulevard in Detroit. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's my own so, Wilson wow for you. For you wow. For wow. That's, all, so that's, that's awesome. That's my story on Verner's and why it's amazing and I love it. Joe? I know you love the D.B. Cooper episode. This is my favorite mm-hmm. Dad Talks episode we've ever done. <laughs> it tops well, thank it. you. I, this is unbelievable. Like, the history of Verners. And what breaks my heart the most is that we can't go do a field trip. Right? I know. We can't go. If maybe down the line we'll do a Fago episode because that's another huge Detroit yeah, yeah, yeah. soda company. But we could go to the, to the Fago plant. It's out on Grashit. Like, we could go yeah. to the Fago plant. We can't do that with Verners. We can't do that with Verners. And I, I miss mean, it. It's so old. Like, before the, the Civil, Civil War? War? Like, crazy. That is amazing. And Fago, the, a little bit of compare and contrast before we wrap this up. Fago, big Michigan, like, everybody in Michigan knows it. Everybody knows Fago. But it's not as ingrained in Michigan society like right. Verners is. Nobody ever comes up to you. I mean, people love rock and rye. And they're going to say, hey, oh, yeah. do you like rock and rye? You're going to go to a deli in the metro Detroit area. You're going to get a Fago. But nobody's ever come up to you and said, oh, your stomach hurts? Let me get you a, a Fago. No. They're going to say, oh, you don't feel good? I'll get you a Verners. I'll get you a yeah. Verners. That is like, it is so ingrained in Michigan society. And the fact that it like, it just breaks my heart that we can't go and get even know. more about it, right? We can't even yeah. add to it. Joe, I want to get a Verner's tomorrow. I you really should. am. I really am. I'm gonna do it. I, I might buy Good. go buy a twelve pack and keep it and keep it downstairs because like I feel like not having it is not being true to my Michigan self. Yeah. And I don't want one every day. No. But no when no. they're available, damn are they good. Sometimes you're like, hey, I just want Something super fizzy and delicious. You're gonna go get a Verner's. You're gonna do it. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, I know Jake from Australia. Here's a, here's a shout out. Jake, I'll try and find a way to send you Verner's because oh my god, it is. You gotta have it. You have to have it. It's like a mind blowing ginger ale. And people are probably gonna drink and be like, it's just ginger ale, but it's not. <laughs> I'm telling you. This is Michigan. Like I said, Aretha Franklin made a Dearborn ham with Verner's. That is Detroit through and through. <laughs> you have a side of better made chips. Oh my God, Joe. We're Coney sp- dog. Oh, mm. I found what a my, meal. I found my Thanksgiving plan. <laughs> well, there it is. I'm going to do it. I have to. Uh, well, Joe, there you go. Joe, this was a fa- fantastic episode. You did, you did a fantastic job. This, uh, I have learned much today. I'm very happy with it. 
Thank you. Thank you. And uh, hey, thank you everybody out there for listening. We uh, we appreciate it. And you should go tell one person about us because Just one. that would be great. Just one person. That's all we ask. Yep. And uh, thanks to Planet Ant for having us on the podcast network. And if you haven't yet, go follow us on the socials. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at, at Big Dad Energy Pod. We're on Facebook at Big Dad Energy. Doing lots of stuff out there. Joe's coming up on a Instagram takeover here for fairly soon. Go follow up. We have actually, one of the great things about Instagram is that we can actually archive all of our old stories. So if you want to go catch up on like, Joe did a phenomenal takeover the first time about like his house and what his nerd shelf looks like and things like that. You can go follow up on all that in our, uh, in our memories and things like that. So go find that search that out. I mean, if you're not following us now, you got to, you got to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. We're doing big stuff. Find us on Facebook at big dad energy pod. And if you haven't, Give us a little uh, like, subscribe right here on uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really helps. It really helps uh, for the future. So thanks so much. And uh, don't go spending all that knowledge in one place. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.